and welcome to the Service Operations Podcast. I am your host, Satinder Kaur. Our guests are from different industries and functions. They will share their experience, strategies and the changing landscape to help you take the service operations of your business to the next level. Uh, hi, Ganga. Nice to have you here for this conversation. Uh, you're one of our first guests from this startup ecosystem. So uh, we look forward to, uh, you know, listening to you. Uh, tell us something about your journey from the bank to what you're doing today. Okay. Uh, at the outset, I think I'm so excited talking to uh, you after years, ages, I would say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, coming from the same background, uh, working with one of the best banks, we We've, we've learned and done so much. So it's great to reconnect with, with some of our old friends. So yeah. thanks so much. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the banking journey, uh, you know, was as exciting as uh, it could be for uh, all of us. And uh, I think post 2010, uh, decided to take a break and, you know, look at some new avenues and, uh, you know, a new paths in that sense, because that's what is something we uh, got uh, we, we inculcated as a DNA, in, you know, while we were serving in the bank. So that's how I embarked. And uh, uh, I always had a flair to teaching and, uh, you know, taking sessions and training. So uh, so academia in that sense excited me, but I had no clue about what academia was because we were hardcore bankers. And uh, I think I was a little lucky, I would say, and uh, also spotted some good opportunities. Staying in a place like Mumbai, you know, you do have access yeah. uh, and network. So yes. that kind of helped me kickstart somewhere. And uh, and, and uh, as I was trying to find my feet in terms of what I could do, tried out, tested, tried, a lot of piloting and pivoting happened. And finally, I realized, uh, you know, uh, anthrop- education or any kind of... Uh, uh, you know, support or uh, coaching for entrepreneurs was my sweet spot, and okay. uh, and coincidentally, or you know, it was a uh, it was something which was really uh, at the right time at the right place, if you could say. Especially uh, 2010, 11. You know, the startup is not was not so uh, you know so much in the lingo as we hear today in the academia more so. So I had the opportunity to be part of. Uh, a lot of uh, new initiatives, various institutes kind of gave us, uh, gave me. And I was fortunately one of the faculty member who, who was willing to take a try because, you know, nothing to lose. <laughs> Just give it a try. Yeah. So, so it's only game. Yeah. And you were one among the early, uh, you know, uh, you spotted it early. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's a combination of so many factors. And that's what we learned in the bank, right? So, <laughs> and I mean, the, those skills yeah. really took me and it's still taking me a long way. So entrepreneur uh, community and being part of the ecosystem was something that excited me the most. So uh, in the academia, we have uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, so to say. They're not full-fledged entrepreneurs. So I had an opportunity to work with some bright minds, uh, you know, and then move to uh, the best B school in India, SPJ Institute of Management and Research, where I got an opportunity to really work, uh, not just pure academia, but they wanted uh, somebody to roll out programs to, uh, you know, uh, make, uh, you know, to reach out to the entrepreneur community. So in the banking lingo, we would say SME uh, community. So in the bank, I was part of an SME business. So there again, I dealt with entrepreneurs. In the academia, I was fortunate. So I continued dealing with entrepreneurs. 
and that's how my journey uh, commenced. Uh, worked with first generation entrepreneurs, uh, next generation entrepreneurs, taught them, coached them. I learned a lot because uh, what you uh, you know kind of are exposed to as a banker, and whereas when you are with them. You know, helping them build their skills. And you have a larger responsibility, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I became a student for life. You are teaching entrepreneurs, or you're helping them acquire the skills to set up. Yeah. Give us an idea about how does this start? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think uh, that's a very good question in the current context because unlike what it was maybe when you and me graduated where uh, traditionally entrepreneur or doing business was more, uh, you know, kind of uh, accepted. If you come from a business community, your parents, your father, or, you know, you have some legacy to take over, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I know from there we have traveled a long way because, uh, you know, now, uh, so gone are the days where people were taking a a post-professional graduation or engineering or a doctor or any professional degree Mm -hmm. or any degree for that matter. Uh, for for a, for a corporate job, and you know, it's like uh, now we we're seeing a big trend where it's more first generation entrepreneurs, like you know, yeah. coming from yeah. a service class. So, what does that really mean? Is that the whole system has become very uh, conducive, and it's like an enabling environment uh, which has got mm. created over a period of time. So, uh, I mean, it's very interesting to see that even corporates have started, uh, you know, uh, looking at this in a big way. You know, where they're okay. looking at. Uh, you know, encouraging employees to also look at an entrepreneurial journey. I'm not talking of entrepreneurial, which requires you to do well in your job, but we're also seeing corporates. So, so there's a complete, uh, you know, change and shift in that sense. So, so if you are a student, your academia supports you. If you're in a research institute, the research institute supports you. If you're in a corporate, the corporate supports you. So wherever you are, there is. If you're in a school. If you're in a high school, you have a support there. Yeah. So so I think there's no place left where, you know, it's just that you need to make up your mind and the bug has to bite you. You are you are setting up something to solve a problem. So when you say solve a problem means there is some customer. There has to be a buyer. Okay. So, you know, so now my area is the customer. So I will ask you questions, <laughs> questions around that. Yeah. So now... Uh, so, so now when somebody wants to set up some things and there are so many success stories and the success stories are so large. So people don't really look at what doesn't succeed, but they look at what succeeds and it's like a lot of money and a lot of fame and <laughs> things like that. Right. So just tell me, how, what is the first point of connect? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a very good question. And I, I think that's the, uh the oxygen to this whole state, you know, ecosystem <laughs> in that sense, right? Okay. So uh, I largely uh, support technology uh, startups, right? So I come from, uh, I, I engage deeply with technology business incubators uh, uh, at IIT Bombay, which is called Society for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. And likewise, there are a few TBIs, technology business incubators, other engineering colleges. But uh, this is by, I mean, uh, I mean, this is something which I have embarked on and I'm, I'm moving through this. But this experience is not going to be any different from other types of startups from yeah, other sectors. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of just uh, bringing that uh, yeah, context. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah. So uh, if you see, typically, uh, you know, companies. Uh, so so you talked about success stories and you know what is being presented, and and certainly, like you rightly said, it's not an overnight success. There, I mean, there have been days and nights, and some of the founders were, you know, we work very closely at a very early stage. I mean, uh, the role of a mentor. I mean, people like us. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's it's not just about dealing with the business, but it's about dealing with the emotions and the highs and lows. Because it's it's a very uh, we call it a VUCA world, right? It's a very uh, unpredictable. Uh, you know, you really don't know where you you are entering in, and and largely because uh, if you see the journey of a startup or you know a founder or an innovator, it's because he's passionate. He or she is passionate about that or that solution and he's like he or she has spent years and days and uh, hours yeah. and nights and moons uh, you know trying to get that solution so he's very he or she is passionate like he sleeps walks i mean everything yeah. thinks yes thinks everything everything so so uh, you you're talking of a person with that mindset so when uh, the innovator is like almost there in terms of uh, you know having the solution patented or kind of just found the right uh, you know a position or a, a timing where he or she says that yeah now i think it's worth a try then uh, they are into a, a different uh, uh, they are they are put into a different world you know they suddenly they're exposed to till then they've been in their labs with some known yeah. communities <laughs> and faculties and researchers suddenly you will have to deal with 100 different people i mean yeah. starting from your office staff and whatever you call it right so so uh, i think uh, you know this journey uh, it gets them to transform from inward looking to an outward looking journey i mean okay. that's that okay. so uh, the beauty of this whole journey of a startup or a innovator to i call it a transition of innovator to an entrepreneur to a business leader is a yeah. journey of a inward to outward looking and there's a huge element of empathy okay uh, which plays a very critical role so coming to your point of customer i mean so that's the first step because today uh, a startup when we engage with our startups and they come and say that we have the right solution it's patented etc etc the first question we ask them like you asked is are they is there somebody who's going to buy it or mm. is there somebody who's willing to give it a try is there somebody who's willing to put some resources on the table right so uh, at that point of time they really it hits them hard saying that I, i mean it hits them hard saying that it's not just a ready thing that you know suppose you are from the best institute and it's why you might have the entry because you come from a premier institute so you have an entry to engage with the customer but after that the customer is going to look at you know whether there's value for uh, the money they are putting on the table right so customer king yeah customers king <laughs> so so uh, what uh, we are trying to encourage in a big way and i think the whole startup ecosystem is trying to you know drive towards this engage uh, or build up this empathy or customer centric approach right from the time you are in the lab okay yeah it's it, you know it, i mean it, taking a decision of meeting the customer and you know trying to talk with the customer to see if the solution will work or etc cetera, etc cetera. after that it's almost at the end stage you know yeah um, engage at the early stage actually uh, uh, your, i had a guest who works on user experience and uh, design and uh, you know this is exactly what she said that uh, and of course she was talking about design 
but she said that be with the people you know somehow you cannot be sitting in your office and thinking that yeah okay i know everything or talk to just five or 10 people and think that you know everything yeah right so, so it's a continuous journey it's a continuous journey and uh, there are programs where we call this activity as getting out of the building <laughs> it's like that's the phrase which is given so uh, it's an empathy uh, which they have to develop and uh, there's mm-hmm. a huge mindset change one has to go through so that's okay. uh, that's the direction now we see so uh, what i'm hearing you say is that there is an idea then the idea gets some shape so it becomes a product yeah though the product is focused on uh, with the end in mind that the customer will find a solution but it is not directly interacting with the customer as you said till you know decide that okay now this is going to be the business yeah so uh, that's exactly what what we are trying to say is you really need to be sure that the customer is facing the problem you are trying to solve so if you look okay. at a problem also there are different types of a problem, uh, you know different buckets we say a nice to have and a must have yeah. so uh, you know the ability to really develop or, or match we call it a problem solution fit ability mm-hmm. to have the right problem solution fit is 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 so critical for these innovators because if there is a problem which is a nice to have category i mean that can wait right so yeah but if we have to identify uh, the problem of a customer or develop a solution at a very early stage uh, where it happens to be a must have uh, pro- uh, category for the pro- uh, customer i think then it's worth the next journey so can you give us some example of uh, you know some product that got created to get an idea of where the customer is when this is happening uh see there are many uh, many examples uh, which come to my mind so a lot uh, whatever i have seen are uh, you know uh, examples relating to medical equipment uh, uh, you know because we've seen healthcare domain uh, you yeah. know more important yeah and ever since the covid happened yeah. uh, you know you saw the you know a surge yes, in yes. the healthcare complete, companies yeah yeah, yeah. and a complete so, so, change in uh, yeah the customer yeah. mindset also right right so so yeah. somewhere we also became open to technology as a means to deal with uh, yeah. the space so uh, uh, i mean i can just think of uh, just one example which just comes to my mind so uh, i was mentoring a startup which were uh, which was actually developing an equipment uh, for the physiotherapists so uh, today uh, if you look at physiotherapy it's a very big space and they were like developing uh, uh, i mean they they were i think uh, out of college uh, probably a few years back and they developed the project and and they realized that robotics at that point of time robotics is something which was a big wave and, and and they kind of realized that this is a sweet spot they could work on add a bunch of gamification to the product and solution and uh, when they actually uh, try to understand the physiotherapy uh, community side of uh, the issues they realized that one of the big challenge physiotherapists uh, generally faces compliance i mean you know customer patients go after a point they don't complete the entire yeah, uh, yeah. process and so there are various reasons but this was one of the challenge and it's so the assumption here was probably you know uh, patients were not uh, sufficiently motivated to really uh, continue and stuff like that so so therefore they kind of really punted saying that great yeah so let's have a gamification let's bring a element of robotics etc etc 
and they really developed the first prototype they got some funding support so when they actually went and uh, engaged with certain uh, you know physiotherapists they really loved the concept because that's something very different even yeah for an individual it would appeal where you have some gamifications etc i'm talking of this a few years back because now it's like yeah, yeah. common but at that point of time they all said great thing but then you know the question is will the physiotherapist buy that equipment you know then the question of why should i do i need it will then then the question of what does my what does the physiotherapist end user need uh, ex, i mean see unless the end user like you and me pay mm. for it only then the physiotherapist yeah. is going to afford so True. that's when it just kind of hit them saying boss there's something more to know right so they went back to the drawing board and uh, of course then again went through the entire inciting they they spoke to about 100 uh, physiotherapists uh, finding out what works what doesn't work and they changed the whole concept while the fundamental product remains but uh, the benefit was positioned differently very interesting it's like chicken and egg you know you make the product then you find the customer sometimes you know the customer wants something but that's very rare that you know in advance you know so much because i think uh, if they focus on the customer then they might just end up getting incremental uh, products but if they want to do something completely different then of course you know it's like more the idea first yes, yeah that's yes. so so today uh, you know if you i mean you talked about startups doing very well you have unicorns in the market yeah, ipos no. are being talked of if you look at all of those startups and many more in the anvil which is not known in the public I think all have done uh, disruptive technology and something's very different. And uh, of course, because today customers like you and me have plethora of opportunities. I mean, yeah, too many, know, too many, right? We are spoiled for uh, choices yeah. at times, right? So, so how do you really find that space? And that's the excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So now, just tell me if there is. I mean, and you know, uh, through your journey. uh you have finished the first two stages so you had the idea and then decided that okay this idea will now go out to the world now let's talk about any one idea which was really good and you know it went to the market and then suddenly there was a great demand for it so is there you know then what happens because again then there is a customer and now you have too many customers and you know that's when the service uh you know issues start coming up yeah that's my area <laughs> i think the customer service element uh, happens right from the word go i mean it's not uh, only when they reach at scale because like okay. this example which i shared with you also as i speak today they have managed to sold uh, sell about 50 30 pieces uh, so okay. so now the challenge is uh, how to service them okay uh, the challenge is do you have an sop for it you have the mm. right staff for it uh, you know uh, because see finally as uh, what happens is as startup it's the founder's passion which one invests yeah in, right? yeah so yeah. even uh, even the customer looks at you uh, and and believes in you and and and, and engages with you but suddenly once you sold the product mm. solution and there's a second or third person talking he or she is not going to be very comfortable right and and every solution will have certain teething problem in terms of settling uh getting yeah. the right space maybe you know some fluctuation in the electricity that something is not working or some printer connections happening so there would be teething problems and fortunately or unfortunately everybody wants the same face to come and address right mm. so so it's right from the word go if if, if I, it's not at scale certainly so again that's a mindset issue 
right so so we have to actually uh, educate or kind of sensitize these founders saying hey while it's great that you found your customers the first we call them early adopters it's extremely yeah. important also now to develop a team now i'm just taking the, uh, uh, the 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 concept of customer service even to the team because i would say because you getting a team along with you because there are also a set of internal customers for you right how do yeah. you actually you know kind of train them delegate them empower them and and get them to uh, see them perform they do their duties as much as you would have want them to do with the customer so that that end customer doesn't go so yeah. so i think uh, it's it's right from the word go this this empathy factor being sensitive about the customer in terms of what they need the service orientation yeah because that's a little dirty job if i if you might just say see it's it's one thing to sell selling is very glamorous you know i mean it's like you you're putting your best foot forward and you're selling something right and uh, the uh, servicing is like yeah oh my god now there is a problem and now i need to solve it because then there's this this attraction and i think initially even the teams are much smaller so there isn't much of specialization in a way yeah yeah so uh, the the founder here has a unique challenge the innovators have a unique challenge of having to get so many things on on track you know in a small, yeah. small period of time so that's where the incubators play a very critical role so hmm. it's like a big incubation for you know some period of time so these startups in the startup ecosystem incubator has a very critical role where we actually help them kind of uh, simulate them through this whole journey for the 3 to 5 year period so that when these uh, you know dilemmas set in you know they have somebody to talk to and you know get some uh, i would not say jugaad but you know some quick fix or you know some long term yeah. long term uh, you know uh, strategies to put in place orientation mentor all of that comes into play so so this yeah. is something uh, which is a a, a a founder has to quickly you know come up the learning curve and uh, get it implemented yeah 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 and learn also and initially you know there is this uh, uh, i mean i think it happens everywhere initially everyone feels that they can do it best and you know then there is a little less like delegation and yes. a little less process setting and then yes, you know the yes yes so actually I, uh, the process setting is something which is again an, another important aspect because uh, you know again uh, it's important uh, you know in the orientation uh, for the first 3 years 5 years as they are kind of you know taking step by step approach it's important to really understand that the startup is different from them um, you know i mean somewhere they kind of identify uh, startup them. as them right so we yeah. have to kind of tell them ki boss they are different okay you are the founder you are the boss but it has a in the eyes of law also it has a you know <laughs> individual entity in itself right so so therefore it is important that you have your systems and process in place so everywhere this one person can't be even for the i mean the process of customer service as you rightly said like in terms of like when you know there is a call from the customer how it has to be dealt what queries to ask and it's so many steps right you might do it as a, a founder because you like been there done that but tomorrow if you're going to point somebody to do it he or she has to understand and live up to the matrices and expectations and also you know when we uh, see startups go to the growth stage we encourage them to say start doing customer survey hmm. i mean 
ensure okay. that as part of your performance KRA matrix, uh, like how we used to have in the corporates, uh, and that's something which we are in, we are actually getting these founders to start thinking, not at a very okay. early stage, but at least when they have reached a decent number. So okay. As part of so the process orientation is important, documentation process, the governance. So there, you know, the accountability responsibility factor comes in. Uh, this is like a culture thing which I'm talking about, yeah. but definitely yeah. customer from a customer centric point of view. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that's also something we uh, is constantly educated and. Uh, so mentors have a big role to play, the incubators and mentors, because that's where the uh, you know what do you call it uh, uh, nurturing of what will become something big happens. Sure. Yeah. So so that's changing. Yeah. And like the startup ecosystem is evolved. Uh, you know, okay. I think there, uh, I, I would, uh, I think most of us, if you talk to any uh, anybody in the startup ecosystem, be it an investor or a, uh, a banker or a regulator or a policymaker, all, all of them would unanimously agree that we are in a golden period. Yeah. So if we, and when we say we are in a golden period, each of these stakeholders are able to meet their objectives through the startup ecosystem. That is okay. the beauty, right? So mm-hmm. your regulators have certain objectives, investors have certain objectives. I'm not even talking of customers. I'm coming. I mean, I'm talking of the rest of the key stakeholders, mm-hmm. right? So when there is a startup really able to solve a customer's problem, like what we just explained, is able to see a big market. There are so many stakeholders who are just opening their arms to them. So yeah. the beauty is not mentors. Uh, the beauty is all these stakeholders have opened uh, channels, uh, given their expertise. Uh, I mean, it's like it, it is it is a, um, a a culture of collaboration which happens in the startup oh, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. And there we are seeing corporates. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there we are seeing, yeah. Yeah, seeing corporates in a big way. Okay, okay, okay. That's quite interesting. So, uh, what um, basically what you're saying is there is a customer everywhere, right? From the thought to the making of the product, as well as later. But yes, the preparation for you know when sudden that exponential growth happens, that is the bigger one. So now, uh, you know, among the various uh, 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 products or uh, you know startups that you would have seen. Um, some will be pure technology uh, startups and some will be, you know, hybrid model. Like I told you, uh, 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 startups today, have, I mean, we call them technology startups, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so, but somewhere I think now technology startups also as a nomenclature is not really going to, you know, kind of... Uh, you know, be there for long because technology is there almost everywhere, everywhere right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so now we are trying to, we are clearly seeing that, um, you know, if you look at a startup founding team, we really see the founders having these unique skills. I mean, there okay. is a, uh, there is a CTO kind of a, you know, profile who necessary has to be there. Uh, and, and as incubators, we prefer, uh, we, we encourage uh, them to have this kind of a combination. Like we said that, one person can't do everything, so you need yeah. to have a combination of both. And uh, very essentially, we look at uh, somebody with business and uh, you know commercial mm. sense of things, and obviously the product domain knowledge. So then you look at a health tech company, right? So we do find um, uh, founders who are doctors and who come from that uh, uh, science, but we also have technology, uh, you know, uh, profiled uh, founders joining in them. 
And we also have people who've been there, done that, say in a pharma industry, also being part of that mm-hmm. in the sales combination. So, so yeah. I think today I would say technology is everywhere. And I think uh, if 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 they have developed something which is uh, the need of the hour, which is uh, solving a big problem uh, for uh, the customer at large, and I think India is a big market. So, so if they're able to do it here, I think the global markets are also. So if I take, if I just go a little back, uh, back, you know, so, so many times we used to have engineers who used to set up business because they were good engineers and they had these products, right? But engineers may not be good businessmen. So I'm liking this idea. And, you know, what you're saying is that this combination of two, three people, you know, maybe somebody who understands business, someone who understands, see, like there is this other piece also, uh, organizing money. And it's not just the funding. It is even after you have to run the show, right? So you need to understand accounts. You need to understand banking and all the regulations. Yeah. So I think groups and uh, uh, so collaboration is, of course, one thing, but also, uh, you know, covering up for uh, each other in a way that the whole piece has all the knowledge that is required. Yes, yes. So, so absolutely. So because uh, it's an era of complementary skills, right? Yeah. So, uh, and, and and the beauty is today uh, we have uh, very wonderful organizations, uh, which are voluntary based organizations, helping uh, these techno innovators get co-founders. So they have uh, co-founder okay. labs. Yeah. So there are many organizations, uh, you know, starting from the Thai uh, of the world. Uh, I mean, there are regional specifics, uh, geography specific, sector specific. I mean, I mean, you can ask for it, you get it. So, so, uh, so even if you do realize that, so because the next challenge we see with these innovators is how do you make the team? Because see, it's it's like a relationship, right? Uh, where you have to get along and work together. Because uh, when you're in this journey, there are times you agree, disagree, yeah. and how do you really oh, yeah. move on? With, yeah. So, so, uh, so that's also another, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, aspect which they really need to work on themselves first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then uh, get the right match. So, so that's also another activity which a lot of organizations do help. So, like I told you, uh, you uh, there's there's a place for everything in this uh, startup ecosystem in India. There are wonderful organizations and agencies working on it, starting from the policymakers, I would say from the, maybe the central or the state government, uh, and uh, I would say corporates. Investors, they are doing some big, and we see banks coming in a big way, corporates, so they all kind of work together. Oh, that's interesting. So now, so far, you've been, you know, uh, we've been talking on the positive side. Of course, everything is like, you know, so good. So there's an overall ecosystem that has got built up, right? Now, what are the one or two challenges that you think? Now, I mean, you know, this is like really going in great speed and, you know, in the right direction. What are the one or two challenges that you see uh, coming maybe, you know, not immediately, but a little ahead as far as the number of startups is concerned? The, see, like it, it's, uh, is it going to reach a kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it, saturation uh, point? Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, we, I, I think we have seen industries move up and down, right? Okay. So, we have seen that in, in our earlier organizations. Normal yeah, in the yeah. normal course. So that's not going to be any different. 
but uh, the way uh, we are poised today i mean and this is not something which i'm sharing it because of my thought and experience but it's a collective collective thought from the startup ecosystem because if you see a uh, policy changes have happened the startup india movement the atmanirbhar a uh, lot of funding support has come from the government like there is a csr act which has kind of opened uh, you know uh, funding for startup through of course there is a, 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 a an act which articulates how startups can be uh, which entities can support etc uh, so actually when you see these kind of uh, supports happening and corporates looking at it as a strategy to support startup now it is no longer you know a by product it's part of their core strategy so uh, we see this uh, uh, you know for actually we see uh, this whole uh, i would say golden era maybe there would be blips here and there for some time at least investors are heavily investing uh family offices in fact uh you know if you if you look at uh, in the investor community family offices are a big community uh, uh you know who contribute to various assets now as part of uh, our education uh, we actually are creating awareness amongst the family office to look at startup as an asset class okay. for investment so so we are actually seeing this uh, opening up everywhere so we don't uh, so in terms of the question of saturation like i told you it's a big market and we still have so many issues uh, you know which are still there uh, you know the, the last mile i would say and interestingly uh, some of the best brains are working in india so you know uh, you look at uh, uh, in any of the labs you do see some real uh, uh, innovative technologies and uh, disruptive ideas coming out so i don't think we reach that saturation in the near uh, we don't see coming too fast right there would be blips but i think it will over you know it we we should overcome it and uh, challenges uh, i think uh, still remains because uh, i mean of course people if you talk to any startup or if you kind of uh, you know read up some of the startup uh, uh, you know trends etc the top 3 trends which they say is problem solution fit is a challenge in the sense they see that could be one of the reasons for failures or not taking off then the yeah. finance is a second option uh, uh, reason and the third is team right so uh, if you look at any uh, reports or any uh, survey so uh, if 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 these three things are taken care uh, i think to a large extent the challenges get mitigated so uh, okay. yeah so the problem solution fit is the key uh, you know mm-hmm. and, and of course finance i still believe is not a big challenge because if you have the right problem solution fit money start chasing you team is again a mindset yeah which we discussed at length so so the so where does the customer stand now what about you as a consumer or you as a customer how do you see uh, you know um, the benefit or not the benefit or the otherwise of it uh i think customers here to gain i mean uh, today if we are able to do the podcast you sitting in one place or maybe i would you i'm sure you're talking to your guests who are across the globe right so so i think customers here to gain yes uh only thing is uh, you know uh, the the downside is that you know our behavior patterns are also so frequently changing so how do you really keep up to that trend you know suppose you're talking of a real consumer uh, you know thing, uh, kind of a need 
So that's going to be a very challenging factor for these uh, founders uh, to really keep up to because mm. customers become, I think today, uh, gone are the days where like maybe our parents also still know how to use the mobiles, uh, yeah. you know, still may manage to do a Google Pay. Of course, there is another set of, uh, you know, India where we, there is a issue of internet and penetration. But I think slowly we are seeing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, traction happening there. So while the customer is getting educated, internet is no longer going to be a big challenge. The customer has access to information. So customer is going to gain the challenges on the other supply side, which is going to be there. Yeah, because there are two two questions that are coming to my mind now. One is that, uh, as they say, human behavior on an overall basis hasn't changed. It's remained the same for many years. That's point. That's one side. The other side of it is the sustainability of the products that we as consumers get to see because there are many which, uh, of course, now that we know the other side, but there are many which you have used just once, twice, and then you're just not able to get it. Uh, yeah, and there are some, and especially on the technology side, you know, because I now, uh, during the process of this podcasting, I'm learning. And, uh, you know, um, there are some, where uh, they may, there is a product, okay, and the product has certain features. But if I want something more, okay, it's not there. The thing is that whoever has made that great product has probably, that's how I understood it, has not really uh, connected with the customer and what the customer wants. So I'm talking about, you know, there is there are many which I'm currently trying to look at, uh, you know, where I want to have a group of uh, people, maybe members or, you know, have a subscription model, you know, where they subscribe and I'm able to provide the services on an ongoing basis. Now, when I look at that, it's not even giving me the options that I want. It's a very great platform, but it's not giving me the options. So somewhere I think, yes, it's, it's uh, you know, it's that newness of things. And, you know, there are lots of experimenters as, uh, you know, consumers experiment a lot, right? So uh, we, we experiment, but somewhere it is stopping, you know, and not really going to the full potential because maybe the person, the people who have made it have not really understood enough of how it will be used. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, this is really the key. So when we talk about uh, customer discovery, so, you know, when uh, when founders, innovators really embark into the startup journey uh, and we tell them, you really need to know whose problem you want to solve and we really need to know why should the customer buy it from you? What are the options available? The what, why, how, all the possible questions. Yeah. So that point of time, they are also kind of introduced to a concept or a, a process which is called customer inciting or customer discovery. Now, in this uh, process, uh, the founders are required to engage with potential customers. So, because at an initial stage, I don't know. I think you could yeah. be the uh, customer segment. I think that that could be a customer segment. So probably we identify some potential customer segment through some frameworks and VMC formats, etc. Then we uh, necessarily or we encourage these founders to really engage with these customers. And we say conduct, have a customer inciting or discovery, which means you will not speak about your solution. You will engage, conduct a conversation with a customer and try to find out the life of a customer. 
okay try to find out the life of your customer in terms of if it is satin there right uh, i mean what's your demographic what's your profile what are your likes dislikes so i'm not going to come and straight pitch to you in terms of will you take this product will will, will these benefits suit you no but I engage with you in such a way that i create a persona around saying that my customer persona is like this and then find a space and see that in that persona and in that persona if there is a problem then can i do a problem solution for so this is a continuous journey yeah right so when i'm when the founders as part of their culture have this as a continuous journey as part of mm. the process in terms of mm. knowing what the customers persona is what is happening with the customer he satinder going to cafe coffee day last six months but today she shifted to a new a uh, new uh, you know restaurant or a new uh, catchment so it may not be relevant to me today but it's important because the persona is changing what does it mean mm-hmm. to me what does it mean to my business what does it mean to this uh, product and solution i am trying to or i have engaged with you so it, it, this is a process which we are uh, we kind of get these founders to work on continuously so this challenge which you said you know we kind of try to mitigate so you are mm. informed and then you have ai technologies ai ml technologies to really kind of predict the possible behavior so a combination of these two probably can you know help the startup sustain yeah i sustainability i uh, you know how i look at it as a uh, as a service operations person and when i wear that uh, hat i think it is uh, got a lot to do with uh, sustainability of course the first portion is getting a product getting it right but after that you know what exactly does that because it is new and it uh, i think this doesn't just apply to um, startups it applies to any business right because the, because the customer changing needs are changing lots of and there are multiple variables you know it's not just like one or two five things it's like so many things change but to keep a watch and to be able to understand and study what's changing where is the customer getting stuck why is he not using my product i think those um, things are uh, very yeah uh, so somewhere uh, yes so somewhere as founders they have to develop this uh, you know inciting skin. process ha yeah, yeah that skill and <laughs> yeah it is hard it is hard you know uh, and and kind of really uh, put it as a culture like see when i gave this example of this physiotherapy uh, equipment right so when i was engaging with the startup founders and uh, you know I, they said uh, ma'am we really could manage to sell the first 10 20 uh, equipments and it was like really exciting statements and we were so excited you know and then after we were discussing we said hey but one question you know we really need to find out why did they buy it yeah <laughs> you know it's not you know, so so why, why did they buy it yeah no why did they buy it you know okay what was that one reason okay one is it so one is you sell it to somebody whom you know hmm. that's not uh, what we're talking of we are talking of if there are a set of 10 people who are completely new to you you've engaged through that selling process understanding a customer perspective etc etc and the customer is engaged with you formally and that's your understanding right but somewhere after a couple of months you really need to understand our i mean are they happy with what they have done the decision and and why did they buy it i mean what was that one reason so we still try to find out what was that one reason they decided to pick it up yeah so so it's a continuous process satender i mean otherwise yeah. it's very uh, you know uh, difficult to sustain like we said there mm. are plethora of opportunities uh, and one slip here and there you're out right 
sustainability customer orientation customer centricity is the key for sustainability yeah so uh, it's it's been very interesting so far i think we are, you know we're just looking at it from another uh, what do you call it angle you know i mean we normally are the consumers and we're looking at it from another angle so just if we were to you know kind of uh, say conclude okay what are the two or three messages that you would want to give the startup community you know if the listeners as a startup community what are the two or three things that you would like to tell them Sure, sure. So, uh, when you say startup community, it is beyond startup and founders. So, oh, the community yeah. is much larger. <laughs> it's the whole, yeah, it's much larger. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think one thing I really want to, uh, you know, leave a message is, uh, I think we are in the best phase of of the startup ecosystem. There is a place for everybody, in the sense who are willing to uh, really uh, help uh, help the startup founders through their journey, help them achieve that end purpose. So, uh, if you're a you know if you're a retired uh, uh, government employee, or if if you're at the stage where you you've kind of got got sufficient experience, you are in the uh, you are willing to like you want some, somebody to take that experience, or uh, if you have the right network, you know how the markets work. So there's a place for everybody in this uh, startup ecosystem, right? Uh, the only thing is the mindset. I mean, it's 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 very important for people uh, in the startup uh, community to really understand the startup uh, founder mindset. Like I told you, uh, there are a bunch. The founders are a bunch of brilliant, intelligent people. They don't need to be told about their technology, and I mean, they know their product inside out. Yeah. But the transition of you know inward to outward. the transition of uh, moving from an innovator or you know a, a problem solve uh, a product whatever specialist to an entrepreneur to a business leader yeah. uh, requires a lot of uh, you know patience from uh, all of us put together and 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 get kind of it's like baby steps and uh, so there's a golden era for people who want to be in the startup ecosystem you can get associated through any networks uh, online offline for the founders critical critical empathy factor i think is something which is very critical and uh, customer centricity at every stage i mean i mean and when i say customer centricity it is not just customer who uh, kind of consumes the product end customer your employees are your customer your investors are your customer so today if you are really able to you know bring in that empathy factor and understand that these stakeholders have objective and they are willing to support me in my cause uh, in my purpose as a result of which they get what uh, their objectives are so you have to really build that bridge and and take it uh, as a journey together i think uh, these are the two three uh, thoughts which come to my mind great great and you know there are people like you uh, you know who mentor them who have all the, so much of experience of, you know of all the sides so i think that's uh, that's also uh, a very important part of the entire ecosystem yeah so as mentors also satinder uh, we all collaborate so no one mentor can do you do it all yeah <laughs> so we also are a pool of uh, people getting together so we also collaborate and ensure that if the startup needs this kind of a uh, you know support and if i'm not able to provide it i will look through in my network and reach out to my network i, I access a lot through the banks also and they come mm-hmm. and you know like uh, so so it's Thanks. it's a continuous journey of collaboration to see the startup 
you know get their dreams achieved so um so you know you i can see that passion <laughs> with which you're speaking so you know you're all right there uh, uh and uh, conducive structure is what i call this kind of an arrangement you know where everyone is happy and willing to work for each other so uh, ganga it's been uh, you know a real pleasure talking to you understanding the insights of a world which is more away from what we as consumers uh, you know see it and uh, that all of us have some or the other role to play in this entire ecosystem thank you so much for your time and for sharing your experience thank you thank you satender i i think it's been one of the most uh, exciting conversations uh, it was like a memory back lane for me thank you very much and you're most welcome to be part of this system thank, thank you thank you thank